With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another jubilant episode of the Arsenal Agenda Series on deadline day. Bailey, how are you doing, mate? Uh, I didn't wake up in the greatest of moods, I can't lie. I woke up, I expected yeah. to see Arsenal have activated, you know, Isaac's release clause, but instead I'm waking up to see Enketiah is staying at the club, which only means one thing in my opinion. So not the greatest, TC. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I, I didn't really sleep that well, to be fair. Uh, knowing I was getting up, of course, very early to start shift at 6am was, was, was one of those <laughs> where you know you've got to get up really early and you're thinking about that and you're thinking, if I go to sleep now, I'll have five hours sleep. And if I go to sleep now, I'll have three hours sleep. And then the next yeah. thing you know, oh, I've got to wake up. <laughs> so that, that's kind of where I was at last night and going back and forth about this. But uh, yeah, frustratingly, it's not looking positive right now. Now, as we know, things can very quickly change at Arsenal in terms of transfers. We've seen things change very quickly at the club. Uh, in the previous transfer deadline, we saw Tommy Asu come in. In the ones before that, we've seen Thomas Partey come in. So, you know, things could change very quick. So we'll have to wait and see if that does happen. And, and we'll be covering plenty of those stories across London if things do change. So keep your eyes peeled to the website and to the channel because we bring you reactions and more. But Bailey, as you said there, Nketiah looks like he's staying. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang looks like he's going, uh, leaving Arsenal with Justin Nketiah and Lacazette as their only strikers for the second half of the season. How do you feel about that? Ah. Uh. So not only are we selling our best striker without bringing in another striker, but we're also so short, but we're still not bringing in another striker. Is that you've been given two reasons to sign a striker and two crucial reasons as well to sign a striker. If you sell your best player, the natural thing to do, natural instinct is to replace your best player in that position. But we haven't done that. Secondly, we are so short that even if we didn't sell Aubameyang, we'd probably still need a striker in the club anyway. So it's... It's really disappointing. Yeah. In my opinion, we're almost settling now for a top six place rather than a top four place that's we've stamped our mark on that. We have not shown enough ambition in this transfer window. We really haven't. I just hope there is still time left. And you don't know, as you said, things can change quick, but the likelihood of anything changing, especially for an expensive striker in the January transfer window, I find it highly unlikely. And it is disappointing that Arsenal haven't made the move to sign a striker even earlier than deadline day. We should already be in deadline day right now with a striker at the club or at least a midfielder as well. I don't think we should forget about the midfielder situation either. Yeah, no, we absolutely shouldn't. And I think that look, striker was always going to be the priority for me because we're going to go into the second half of the season with players that have struggled. I mean, Lacazette has scored in across all competitions three goals from open play, if that, I think. Two goals from the penalty spot. We're linked with Alvaro Morata. It's the name that's come forward. But let's let's tackle this because he he has come forward as the, looking like the main option for us. Do you think that that is better than no one? And I've seen that's a silly question, maybe, but 
when I hear the name Morata, my heart sinks as an Arsenal fan. So, but is it better than not bringing anyone in? Yeah, the fact that we've allowed us to get... I remember you said this last night to you, see, the fact that we have been in a position where we actually been linked to Avaro Morata is not good enough. We should never have been in a situation where we're discussing, shall we bring on Morata, bring in Morata on a six-month loan? No. But is he better than what we would have going in forward to the, to the season? Yes, he would be. He would be better than Lacazette and Ketia. I'd rather have Lacazette and Alvaro Morata than Lacazette and Ketia. I know he has his history, he's played for Chelsea, etc. But he has been known to score goals and he has played at the biggest of clubs. There is a reason why he suddenly gets transfers around at the biggest clubs. He does score goals. He's, he does score more goals than Ketia anyway, I should say. Because every time we bring on Ketia in the 70th minute when we're drawing or losing, nothing happens. Nothing changes. And I'm pretty sure mm. if we bring on Morata in that same situation... He would, he would create something and it's better than nothing. So if we had absolutely no other striker, there was nothing else we could do and we could bring a Morata on a six month loan, I wouldn't say no to that. I wouldn't say yeah. no. But the fact that we got ourselves in this situation is really diabolical, to be honest. Yeah, look, I I, I, I do want to stress that I don't think me neither me or Bailey want to see Alvaro Morata being the choice of striker that, that we make during this window, considering the players and the calibre of players that would be linked to. But if you're telling us that it's a choice between Arsenal going into the second half of the campaign with just Lacazette and Nketiah, I would like to see us try and bring in at least someone. Um, the report came from AS in Spain saying that uh, Miguel Molina, I think uh, Arteta's assistant, has spoken with uh, Morata himself personally. Whether or not that's true, we don't know 100% yet. And we haven't had that confirmed from our side of things. But uh, he, he would be better. I've got a piece coming out uh, very shortly. In fact, I think it's out right now um, comparing statistically Morata and Lacazette. And, you know, he comes out quite well compared to Lacazette in a lot of areas. So I would encourage you to give that a read. But I want to see us going for an Isaac Bailey. I want to see us activating a release clause for a player like that. I want to see us going to Lille and saying, how much do you want for Jonathan David? Here's 50 million quids. These are players that improve us. These are players that would take us to what you would think a point where we can better compete for the Champions League. And so my question for you is, if we bring no one in, does Edu deserve to keep his job at Arsenal? I'll say yes, simply because of his summer recruitment. I think he'll, I think it would be unrealistic for him to lose his job after the January transfer window. I think we need to see how he does in the summer. I think in the summer we have to go big and then after that, that's when we judge. I think... In a January mid-season, I don't think it's the right decision to do. I think that's too many, too that's too big of a change. It could disrupt our season. You don't know the relationship he has with the players, etc. You don't want him to to destroy the team around. So I think I'd keep him into the summer. I'd keep him into the summer and see how he does there, and then and then I would. When you say to... how he does there, do you mean what business we do, or yeah. do you mean if we don't finish in the top six this season and we can directly pinpoint the January failure mm. at us missing out on Europe, is that not okay. an argument to suggest? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay, that's that's fair. If we don't finish in the top six, then absolutely, there has to be questions asked. Has to be questions asked before mm. he gets another chance window. But if we do get inside the top six, which was our initial target, not our target anymore, our initial target, then I'd give him the summer window again and let, let's go again. But yeah, yeah. If, if it's outside the top six, then yeah, questions do have to be asked. I don't think he deserves another window after that because then it would show, highlight how much of a disappointment the January transfer window was. And I just want to touch on other clubs acting on this window to reach their targets. Newcastle, look mm -hmm. how much money they're spending to, to make sure they're ensuring that they stay up. Arsenal should be doing the same to ensure we get a top four place, if we're being honest. Because we're looking at players, as you mentioned, Isaac, Jonathan David. We've already located our main targets. 
five months down the line, we are going to come for them again. So what what can they change in five months that will stop us from paying a release? The is that release clause now compared to the summer? Is that that much of a difference? I don't know what. Why it's like we're we're longing out the process almost. We're, why not speed it up? Oh, the process. Um, no, <laughs> no, I think that. I think there would be differences. I think, for instance, Isaac, you would be able to negotiate longer with Real Sociedad. Like mid-season, teams like Sociedad are going to say, look, if you want him, you're going to have to play the release clause. I remember when we linked to that uh, Raul de Tomas, RDT at Espanyol. He has a 70 million euro release clause. He's, no, he's worth a third, if that, of that price. And so mm-hmm. Espanyol don't need to sell. And if they do sell, it could be more damaging to them than the money that they would make from that sale. So I do think there is more scope to... to you know, be a bit savvier to, to spend the money a little bit better in the summer. But I do agree with you that the, 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 what what can change between now and then that could not have been reinforced now. We could find ourselves not just out of the top four, but there's a real chance. I mean, one of Arsenal, Manchester United, Spurs and West Ham is going to finish seventh. One of those teams, or what you could argue Wolves, Wolves like, yeah, is, is, is in this race too. So two of those teams, including Wolves, West Ham, Spurs, Man United and Arsenal, Two of them are going to finish seventh and eighth this season, I imagine. And we really haven't positioned ourselves in a place to give us the best chance of being as far away from that and as close to the top four places as we can, in my view. There have been opportunities to sign players that have moved during this January window for reasonable figures that we've not gone for. And we are in a position where we've also weakened ourselves. Like, yes, players needed to go, but they needed to go with the kind of the rhetoric that we were going to have enough to deal with their absence. Yes, we've only got 17 games left of our season. But if Tommy Asu continues to have these injury problems, if, say, Ben White or Gabriel Magalash gets injured, Cedric's had fitness issues, we could find ourselves very, very short, very, very quickly. Um, we've seen the damage that that can do to a month if we are missing a fair few players, and that was shown by a lack of no wins in January whatsoever. Um, there was a question that I wanted to ask from John T. Uh, scrolling up. Uh, John T asked, basically... Do you think it's Edu's fault? Uh, is it Edu or is it the club not giving him the funds that is to blame? Because I've seen conflicting reports because people go to the Dusan Vlaovic story saying that we bid for him. But I have seen some suggestions that actually we weren't as forthright in the chase for Vlaovic as, as maybe we were led to believe. What do you think, mate? Well, of course, I can't really I can't really say for a definite no, if it's Edu or Kronke, but to speculate... We've seen Kwonke, he's done it in the past recently. He has put the, he has put his money where his mouth is. He's done it with Thomas Party. Once there was a release clause there, he paid it. So I'm guessing we were in for Vlaovic in, in this window, of course. Juventus got there first. I mean, it was clear that Vlaovic preferred Juventus. So there are, I think, I reckon there are funds there to be spent. I reckon there are funds there to be spent if we're able to go in for Vlaovic. So I would say it could be more of an Edu thing simply because of the Flyvich situation that we were willing to pay the money, we were willing to bring, bring him in. So that money could have been spent on other targets possibly. And also in this window, we haven't needed to spend a lot of money to bring in a player. We've already mm. tried to work for Artomelo on loan. For example, I see today, Zakaria going to Juventus for 5 million euros, stuff like that. Transfers, players we've been linked to and players we just haven't acted upon. So I definitely have to say Edu for that one because it's not just the exact 75 million release calls that we haven't paid this the small deals such as the Arthur Mello loan that hasn't been able to come in. So mm. I'd say what I do. Uh, Graham Caldwell says, TC and Bailey, do you think Arteta can be blamed in this transfer window? I might be naive, but surely he identifies targets and it's up to the club to pursue these. What do you make of that, Bailey? I mean, I've got my views on it, but I'll, yeah. I'll let you go for it. Yeah, well, 
I think Arteta has identified the targets as the Athletic have reported. We've seen the targets that we do want. Maybe he could have made targets for January and separated from the summer so it would be more clear. Maybe money, less money would have been spent. But I think the only way I'd put blame on Arteta on this window is with his dealing with Pierre Aubameyang personally and Eddie Nketiah if we don't bring in a striker. I think we've... I think we've really left ourselves in a lurch by not dealing with them situations properly. I know Arteta has a real keen, he's a real supporter of Enketcha and I'm struggling to see why. And I think, I feel like he believes that Enketcha and Lacazette will be enough when I completely disagree. So that would be the only way I blame Arteta for that because I think we do have our targets there and we have Edu for a reason. Edu's main job is to bring mm. in players and offload players. I don't think we should put Arteta in that conversation. Despite those working closely together, I think that's more of an Edu situation and do take more blame for that i i think there is an element with both the reason why i say both is because i think that there's a joint strategy agreed by both edu and arteta and that strategy is all based on the mistakes of the previous transfer windows where we've brought in players that have not added anything we've brought in players that we're now letting go for free and their plan is to only bring in a player if they are absolutely sure that the one, the price is right, second, that the player is right, and three, that they would fit in with what we're trying to do. And if those at least three, and there's probably more factors, way more factors than that, but if at least those three things aren't met, then they will not go for the player. So for Artemelo, it seemed like Edu kind of agreed to that situation, but either Arteta or what was described by the Athletic as the hierarchy weren't 100% uh, assured by that deal, an 18-month loan deal. Does that fit in with what we're trying to do? I have respect for that in the sense that, you know, you don't want us to make mistakes in the market yeah. again. You don't want us to be bringing in your, your Cedrics and your Maries and your Xhaka's and your Mustafis and overspending. And I know that I'm you know, shotgunning a lot of players there. But when you look at how much we spent on those specific players in wages and what they've brought in and on transfer fees, we've made some big mistakes and we've had to do that with like Kalasnach and try and get them out of the club during this window. We've seen that previously with, with others too. And I think that that's the reason behind why they're not doing it and why the fingers are pointed towards both. Now, that's not me saying that I think they've done the right thing during this window. I think that's me providing an explanation as to why we've seen what we've seen so far. In my mind, and I think we both agree on this, uh, Bailey, is that we've seen players move in in this window that would have met what I perceive to be yeah. good enough players to join Arsenal, that would have improved on what we've already got, that would have pushed us towards our targets. And I think that's the big kind of discrepancy that a lot of Arsenal fans have got with the direction. Even though the strategy is looking like an improvement on what we've already done, it is costing us during this window. Um, that's kind of where I sit on that. Um, Ty Gunasaurus says, I'm, I supported Edu, but I'm now wondering if the signings in the summer was more Arteta than Edu. Uh, is Edu out of his depth and lacking experience? I mean, he seems to be the one that's taken the most, doesn't it? He seems to be the one that's taken the most criticism during this window. What do you make of it? No, uh, rightly so. I think he should take it's his job. It's that's his main title. That's his main job. I think, as you see, you mentioned how Arteta and Edu they work closely together. They work in line, so they both deserve to take the blame. And I think when they succeed, they both deserve to get credit as well. I think you can't really give Arteta more credit than Edu because Edu. He brokers the deal. He makes the deal happen. So it's, uh, yeah, both ways, really. I think it's Edu and Arteta working together. I think they both deserve criticism and both deserve praise. 
Uh, Dreddy says, who cares about the Bruno video? <laughs> Did you see this? Yeah, I saw you care, Tom. I'm sure you cared about that. Oh, I mean, I've written about it this morning. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, look, from my perspective, and obviously if you want to hear more of my thoughts on this, then the article I think is coming out at 11 o'clock this morning on this. But it's just a bit salty, isn't it, really? Yeah, it <laughs> is. I think I, my honest opinion is that Arsenal didn't go for him this window, despite all the links, despite us being interested, and we know we're interested. I don't think we went for him. And I think maybe he was expecting more. I think maybe he was expecting Arsenal to come in for him. So there may be a little bit of saltiness, um, yeah. frustration that, you know, the clubs that he's been linked to and the, 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 the level of clubs that he's been linked to in the past isn't what he's going to be moving to. But the money was too good to say no to. So that's kind of where I'm at. But what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. It's like when you're heartbroken and you're, you're not happy with your ex, your ex-partner and you just throw you throw. This seems like a personal story, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm personal. I'm personal. But yeah, that's the kind of situation it is. I think, yeah, it's a salty situation. I don't think he needs to do that. But it was a, it was a quality PR move, you do have to say, because now the Newcastle fans will be on side. They'll be like, oh, look at our player. He's ours. He's ours. He's rejecting Arsenal. Da, da, da. So it was a good PR move. I'll give him that. Mm, yeah, it was. Uh, let's go to Samuel on Facebook. He says, it is not true that we have weakened ourselves because we sent people we are not using on loan or sold. We should not rush to sign players simply because we're trying to fulfill the press pleasures. We would add the right players in the summer with only 17 games to play. We will get through uh, the season. Fear is a killer. We should stop all this panic. What do you make of that, Samuel? Because, I mean, Samuel's coming from a completely different and refreshing, refreshingly different perspective. Do you think that he's made some decent points there or do you think that there is enough of an argument against the point of view? No, that is a very positive comment and I wish I could look at it the same way. And I would have, I would have maybe a few weeks ago, but with the sales we've made, with the situation we are in and how short our squad is, I just can't agree with that. I think it's so risky to rely on one player in one position to stay fit for 17 games. For five games, it's risky. Mm. All it takes is one minute, one moment. For example, Lacazette could be running onto the ball in the 60th minute. Hamstring goes. If it's a tear, he's done. And who comes in? Enketia. Is Enketia going to propel Arsenal into the top four? I don't think so. And for me, that's weakening our squad by selling Aubameyang. That's weakening our squad, in my opinion. So uh, mm. it's hard to agree with that. I think... I do get what you're saying by saying Arsenal should only sign players we are absolutely informed. We have trust in, as you mentioned earlier as well, Tom, that Arsenal have their targets. If they can't get the absolute player they want, then they won't go in for anybody. But sometimes desperate times calls for desperate, desperate measures. And sometimes you need to just bring in a player, stop gap signing, for example. As I said, Morata, I'd rather him than Enketio. I'm pretty sure most fans would want as well. And sometimes you need to do those type of moves just to help Arsenal just creep into the top four and still keep our heads above water because right now we're sinking. We are sinking. Yeah, no, I, I think Sam's raised some great points there. What I would say is that we'll only know for sure at the end of the season whether or not it was the right decision to, to loan and let go of as many players as we did. And if we find ourselves very weak and, and thin in certain areas, then we may regret some of those choices. But we won't know right now and it's all speculatory until that point of view comes through. Um, I understand about kind of the, the fulfilling kind of the pleasures of the fans to rush to sign players. And we kind of touched upon that. I do think that there have been players that have moved this window that would have offered plenty to Arsenal during this window uh, that we haven't brought in. But it's, I think it's still what Sam said. There is a point of view that I know a lot of fans will hold, but I think it's one that we won't know the full 
kind of story about whether or not it was right or wrong until the end of the season. Um, if you're not very happy with Arsenal's uh, window so far, then make sure you're dropping a like on the video. It shows us how angry you are about things. So do drop a like. We hit 8,000 subs during this January transfer window, despite the fact that we weren't able to bring us any positive news about signings so far. Um, but thank you for the continued support throughout the window. The show will be continuing beyond the transfer window, so do make sure you continue to join us at 9.30 a.m. every single weekday. We'll be leading throughout the rest of the season for the 17 games and, of course, going into that really, really important summer window now, uh, which is proving to be... Uh, it's it's going to be huge. Two strikers arguably could be needed with Aubameyang and Ketia Lacazette all going. We're going to need to bring in a midfielder. El Nenny's going to be leaving... Uh, Granit Xhaka could yet move on to, to Roma because Mourinho remains a big fan of his. Cedric Marie could be gone by this point. Torreira again, Doozy may finally see their Arsenal careers come to an end after they join their loan clubs from this season. Mavropanos is another one there. William Saliba and all the controversy around his future will be resolved in the summer as well. We're going to be covering all of it. This won't be the only stream of today, though. With more news breaking throughout, we will be bringing you even more shows throughout the day. So make sure that you are subscribed with those notifications turned on so you don't miss anything. Bailey, thanks, mate. I'm sure we'll see you on a show uh, throughout the day again as well. But uh, thanks for joining me this morning. Thank you, as always, Tom. Thank you, guys, in the comment section. Let's just keep praying. Let's just keep praying. Hopefully, something does pop up, but we shall see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed indeed. We will see you a little bit later on today for the next show. Please make sure you subscribe. Drop a like as well if you haven't done so already. Thanks to Umar in the background for working the buttons. And uh, as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way and keep those fingers crossed that something crazy happens in the next 12 hours. See you soon, guys. Have a fantastic day. Oh, yeah.